We are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. You'll see it come on the screen. If you don't have your Bible, that's fine. We've got two big Bibles for you. One on the right, one on the left. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. Will you read those next few words with me? The Prince of Peace. Come on, say it again. The Prince of Peace. You're sounding good. One more time. The Prince of Peace. Have you ever noticed that we as people, we as society, we as Christ followers, we are in pursuit, we are in a search to find and have peace, aren't we? We, we, we long for peace, don't we? we? We long for peace from the pressures of life. We, we long for peace from pain, sometimes emotional pain, sometimes physical pain. We long for peace from conflict from within and conflict from without. We're, we're searching. If we could just find some peace, everything would be all right. We long for pain from the noise and the loudness of this world. We long, from, we, we long for peace in the noisiness of our own homes when some of us are hearing the word mommy, mommy said a thousand times in two minutes. And all the moms said, amen, Amen. word, amen, or oh me. Daddy's sitting there in the lazy boy two feet, but they need mommy. We, We long for peace in our relationships, don't we? We long for peace. Um, 95% of you this holiday season will have an average of seven fights with family and friends. How many is ready to go to grandma's house? How many is ready to go to that aunt? Come on, how many is ready to see that uncle you ain't seen in a year? You're about to throw down, right? We long for peace from responsibilities, and truth be told, all of us long for peace from stress that we so seldom carry. The stats say that actually 88% of you right now are stressed out to the max because of the holidays. Trying to please everybody, right? Trying to make sure everybody gets the right gift because last year we got the wrong gift. Trying to go to everybody's house so nobody gets mad at us. Come on, you can say amen even though they're sitting beside you. (laughs) We're stressed. We long for peace. I read an article a few weeks ago. The article was titled, 10 Things People Want in Life But Can't Seem to Get. 10 Things People Want in Life But Can't Seem to Get. Number four on that list was peace. Peace. Peace is something not even a billionaire can buy. Because there is no greater wealth in the world than peace of mind. So we're in this search. We're in this search, whether you're a Christ follower or not. We're in this search for peace. 
Whether you believe the Bible or not, whether you believe there's a God or not, we're in this search for some kind of peace. We're looking, trying, searching to fill a void deep within our soul. So we try many different things to fill that spot within our soul. Here's a few things we try. We think maybe if I just get the right education, maybe if I just get the right degree, then I'll have peace. But maybe, maybe if I could just land that job, then that will take care of that void within my heart. Because if I can get that job, then I can get this. Come on, somebody. Show me the money. We can get this bread, as the young people say. We can get this cheddar, moolah, whatever you want to call it. We think, if I could just have money, can I tell you, this can't buy peace. It can buy a lot of things. It can buy you happiness, right? But it can't buy you peace. Come on, it can buy you a spouse. Come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah, you know, you see those one people at the mall, and you're like, how did he get her? <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Money talks. <laughs> so we're searching, and, and it, this in itself is not a bad thing, but when you bank on this, when you put your security and trust in this, To give you peace, it will fail you every time. It will fail you every time. With this, you may have assurance, but not peace. And so the search continues. We're looking for peace, and we think, man, if I can just get married, (laughs) that will give me peace. I'm not laughing. I've been married 19 years, happily married. Come on, somebody. Three kids. Come on, somebody. But we think that this surely will bring us peace, right? And we honeymooning for the first year. And we living off love. Come on, somebody. We ain't got no money. I had no money my first year. I lived in a single wide trailer. What you know about that? We was living on love. Could see the sky through the walls in the ceiling. <laughs> Didn't care. I had her next to me. I was in love. But but we think if I can just be like them, if I could just get hitched up, if I if I could if I could find some love, that that surely will bring me peace. And then 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 all the single people, come on, where are my single people at? All the single ladies. Anyway. Um, we think may, maybe if I could just, I'm single, so I'm ready to mingle. And um, maybe if I could just date around, I could find the right one. And so, so your relationship status on Facebook has changed so much this year, we don't know who you're with. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know who you're with this week. <laughs> Trying to find peace in a relationship. Trying to fill the void, right? And then we, let's, go back, let's go back to this because... After you get married, then you can have these little guys and their kids. And we think this will bring us peace. (laughs) That's the opposite of peace. That's chaos and craziness in my home. And if you have this many kids, four kids, 
you're on our prayer list. <laughs> I pray for my brother Isaac. He's got four kids. I got three. That was it. But if you have more than four, <laughs> we praying for you. You ain't got no peace in your house. No. But, but, but maybe, that will, maybe that will fulfill the void. If, if I have kids, kids are, kids are a great gift from the Lord. Don't get me wrong. They are amazing when they're sleeping. <laughs> and so the search continues, doesn't it? None of these things in itself are evil or bad. God wants us to have relationships. God wants us to find a spouse. He wants us to produce and have children, replenish the earth. He wants us to be blessed with a job. Guess what? It's his desire that you are blessed financially. Why? Because he's got a message to get out, a message of hope and grace, and it only is going to get out with money. He's got to get it out, and he's going to use you and I to help people and to encourage people and to be a blessing and to live a generous life, and we can't do it if we don't have no money. But banking on this to give you peace, you'll come up short. I've tried all these things we've mentioned so far to find peace in my life at some point or another and came up empty. And we move on and we think, I know what it is. I just need me a hot rod. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We think this will bring us peace. I knew dad would like this one. He's got him a few hot rods. We think, man, man if I just get that car, then I'll be good. It'll fill the void. It'll fill the void. Well, we get the car. We get the chick in the car. Come on, somebody. Where's the chick? There she is. We get her in the car. <laughs> and we're having fun. We're getting speeding tickets. Come on, somebody. We're going through a lot of gasoline <laughs> in this car. But we're still found with no peace. But then we think, man, maybe if I can just get a crib. Come on now. If I can get that house, if I can live in that neighborhood, if I can have that status, if I can have that square footage, if I can keep up with the Joneses, then I'll have peace. Listen, can I tell you, no amount of granite, no amount of stainless steel package can give you the peace that God has for your life. It's great. I hope you have a house like that. Great. But don't bank on it to fill the void that only can be consumed by accepting Christ as your peace. Hmm? So, so, so we bank on a house. We bank on square footage to bring us peace, and it leaves us empty. So we're on this search. Where, where is it? I mean, we're looking for some peace and we got the education, we got the money, we got the family, we got the house, we got the car, but no peace. No peace. And then for many of us, it's this pursuit of peace because really we're so, we're, we're still carrying the baggage of the past, the pain of the past, the brokenness that was caused when we were a child. We don't know how to deal with it. We're 20, 30 years past it, but we're still waking up every day dealing with some real issues, some real pain, some abuse, verbal and physical abuse we went through as a child. And we're like, man, I just, I just, I, I need some peace. Where do I go to find it? And so we become best friends with Jack 
and Jim. And we think, surely this will cover it up. Surely this will wash away the pain of my past. Surely this will wash away the shame and the regret. Surely this has got to help. Surely Jack's got to help me through this. Jim, surely he's going to be there. And he helps us for a few hours. He helps us numb the pain as we have become a society of self-medicators, medicating everything that moves. You got an issue? Let's medicate you. And we self-medicate thinking this will bring us peace, but it's only temporary. It's only temporary thinking that this will bring us peace and it's just for a moment. And if that's not enough, then we go to this thing right here. And we just say, pop a pill. It'll be all right. Pop a pill to forget about that hurt. Pop a pill to forget about the root of unforgiveness that's deep down in your heart. Just, just, just take a pill. And so we have a generation that's coming up that is addicted to pharmaceuticals. We have a generation... And I know what you're thinking. Why are you talking this on Christmas Eve? Let me tell you why I'm talking this on Christmas Eve. Let me tell you how many funerals I've done. Let me tell you how many families have been in my office broken, marriages destroyed, kids destroyed because of this stuff right here. Well, I can just have a drink. I don't know. Can you? That's what they told me. They told me I can just have a drink or two. I can casually drink. Next thing you know, their marriage is destroyed, their kids are destroyed, and they're addicted. Funerals of 18-year-olds and 17-year-olds. That I had to do. The biggest epidemic in our community right now is this right here. People overdosing. Kokomo has the highest per capita of overdoses than any city in the state of Indiana. This is why we're a church that walks with people and journeys with them as they find their freedom in Christ. This is why this has become our passion and our mission in this church. This is why we send thousands, and I say it again, thousands of dollars to faith-based rehabilitation centers to help people find freedom from addiction. And we're not going to stop. We're actually going to do a whole lot more in 2019. We're actually going to reach a whole lot more people. We're actually here for you, sir. We're actually here for you, ma'am. It doesn't matter what you're addicted to. We're going to walk with you so that you can find freedom. We're going to walk with you so that you can discover freedom in Christ. Hmm? We're searching, aren't we? But we're coming up empty. We're searching. There's got to be something missing. There's got to be something missing. What's missing? Oh, there's something missing. Something missing. Oh, here it is. It's the missing piece. It's the missing piece. You've been trying to put your life together with all this, trying to make sense of it, trying to cover up the hurt and the pain with all this. But this is the missing 
piece. The missing piece. Someone say the missing piece. So many looking for peace, but very few turning to the Prince of Peace, Jesus. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He's what you're looking for. He's what you're trying to find. It's his peace that you're searching for. How many puzzle people do I have in here? You love to put together puzzles. Raise your hand. How many have ever put together a puzzle? Raise your hand. How many don't like puzzles? How many are asleep right now? (laughs) Testing you. (laughs) I got hands up on that. (laughs) I remember a few years ago, actually, when we were in New Jersey, we had bought a puzzle, and we put it together with our family, and it took a process of several days, maybe weeks on this, and uh, we, we get this puzzle together. And it looks beautiful. It looks just like the picture on the box because all these pieces in here, they put them in there to represent what the picture could look like if you have all the pieces. But we got to the end and there was one missing piece. It wasn't complete. It wasn't complete. The, the, it was not complete and maybe just your life's not complete yet because you haven't discovered the missing piece. Just maybe you've been searching in all the wrong places to find peace, but coming up short. Look at this. Jesus said this in John 14, 27. I'm leaving you with a gift. (laughs) I love that. I'm leaving you with a gift. What's the gift? Peace of mind. Jesus said, hey, uh, this Christmas, this Christmas, I know there's a lot of gifts under the tree, but I got a gift for you, sir, ma'am. I know you thought you're just coming to appease a family member or friend. We're so glad you're here, but I'm here to tell you today, there's a greater purpose for you being here. Jesus has a gift for you. Peace of mind and heart. And Jesus goes on to say, and the peace that I give, what does he say? Can't get it. Can't get it here. All this is great. Can't get it here, though. Let's bring you happiness and make your life a lot easier, right? Had more money, your life would be a lot easier, right? Mo money, mo problems. That's somewhere in the Bible. Maybe not. Maybe it's a 90s hip-hop song. Not sure. Maybe I'm a fan of 90s hip-hop. Don't judge me. Hmm? Jesus said, hey, 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 three o'clock, Christmas Eve, fuel, I need you to know I got you a gift for this Christmas. I got you a gift. Even though it's my birthday, I got you a gift. I know. I'm that kind of Jesus. (laughs) I turn water into wine. I walk on water. I'm cool. I feed 20,000 people with a little boy's Lunchable. Come on now. Two little Oreo cookies, Caprice. Anyway, I I got a gift for you. It's called peace. For your mind, for your heart. Oh, it's not what the world, it's not what you've been looking for. It's not what you've been trying. Don't be troubled or afraid. You see, the peace Jesus gives is totally different quality of peace than what the world gives. It's a peace that passes our understanding. It makes us peaceful when all natural reasoning says we should be upset. 
It's a peace. It's the peace of God that comes in troubled times. When you find yourself in the storms of life, when you find the waves crashing your boat, when it looks like you're going under and the circumstances of your life have not changed, but there is a peace that rests from within you that said, all is well. If God did it then, he will get me through this storm again. That's the peace I'm talking about. It's a peace that comes and overwhelms our worries. It's a peace that comes and cancels out our anxiety. And says everything is going to be all right. It's a peace that comes and helps us to rest in God's will. It's a peace that comes and calms us when we cannot see what lies ahead in our future. I'm talking about the peace of God. It's not the absence of trouble. But it's the presence of Jesus within your trouble. Hmm. Many of us are searching in all the wrong places. We're opening all these gifts this Christmas thinking this is going to be it. This is it. This will bring my fulfillment. And we're coming up empty. I know what somebody's thinking. I just can't trust God. A lot of people have hurt me in life. You don't know my story and I may not know your story. And I know there's a lot of pain represented. There's a lot of brokenness. We all have some sort of brokenness. No matter where we come from, what we look like, what we drive, where we live, how we dress, brokenness is brokenness. I just can't trust a God because I, I just, I've been let down and I've been hurt from one relationship after another. Friend, let me submit to you this. Let me submit to you this. If you can trust a puzzle company to make sure that every piece is in this box to complete the puzzle, then why can't you trust that God has every piece of your life for a reason? Every piece has purpose. Listen to me. Even the pieces of regret and shame. Even the pieces of mistakes, failures, and sin. Every piece has a purpose because my God is about taking the painful pieces and adding purpose to them. We trust a puzzle company. We trust a car manufacturer that when we put our key in, our car is going to start more than we trust the God who formed us in our mother's womb. We trust that McDonald's is going to get our order right more than we trust God. Number four, biggie size. Huh? Don't you know he knows you inside and out? And he loves you just the way you are, but he loves you so much that he's not willing for you to stay that way. Oh, I'm sorry that a preacher told you God was mad at you. I'm sorry that he told you he was, had a Louisville slugger ready to smack you over the head when you mess up. That's not the God I read about in the Bible. He's a God of love. He's a God of second chances and a hundred chances and a million chances. He loves you. He is not mad at you. He is madly in love with you. That's the God that we preach here. Hmm? See, the most important part of Christmas is the first six letters. C-H-R-I-S-T. Because peace is found not in presence, but in his presence. 
It's found in his presence. How, how do I get this, preacher? How, how, how do I get the missing piece? Here's how it comes. Three quick ways, and then we're going to close. Three quick ways it comes. Number one, it comes as we look up. Somebody say look up. As we look up and we surrender fully our lives to Jesus Christ. Maybe you've been in church all your life. Maybe this is the first time in a long time. Maybe you've never been to church. But maybe you say, I've never truly surrendered my whole life to God. I've never let him in every corridor, every closet, every hidden spot that nobody even knows about, that my spouse doesn't know about. But I'm ready to let him in and fully surrender. Peace first comes when you look up. When you Say, God, I believe that you'll take my worries, you'll take my cares. You'll, you'll, you'll take my burdens and you'll exchange them for something great. It comes as we look up, knowing that God is at work in our pain and able to produce a purpose out of it. Listen to me, friends. If Jesus is willing to enter the messiness of a stinky, dirty manger, he is willing to enter the messiness of your life. Well, I've done too much. No, you haven't. I've gone too far. No, you haven't. There's grace for you today, sir, ma'am. There's grace for you. Jesus wants to enter the messiness of your life. Number one, we look up. Number two, we look around. If we're going to experience the missing piece, we're going to look around, and we're, we're going to take some time to look at all those blessings that are closest to us. Oh, we may not have gotten every present this Christmas, but man, we're truly blessed, aren't we? We're truly blessed. We begin to be grateful for who and what we have as we look around. The peace of God consumes us. As we realize we may not be where we want to be spiritually in our relationship with Christ, but we are not where we used to be. We look around and we count our blessings. So number one, we look up. Number two, we look around. Number three... We look ahead. We look ahead. We look ahead. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but we can know who holds our tomorrow. We may not know what tomorrow brings, but I can know who holds it. 2018 may have been a tough year for you. Maybe a year of pain, regret, and shame, but you can walk into 2019 and declare, I am going to have a year of breakthrough in my life. Every area, my, I'm looking at, I'm going to do what Paul said. Paul said, hey, I, I'm not going to remember, rehearse, look back to the things that are behind me, the failures, the mistakes, the shame of my past. I'm not looking back anymore, but I'm going to look forward to the things that God has for me in my future. I can't change what I did in 2018. I cannot change. I can't rewind it, but I can start afresh and anew in 2019 and learn from my failures and create a better life for me and my family. Come on, give God a praise break if you believe that. It's the missing piece. Ephesians 2.14 says, for he, Jesus, is our peace. I love this. It goes on to say, having broken down the dividing wall of hostility. See, we can have peace with God because he has broken down the wall of sin by nailing it to the cross. Listen to me, friends. You cannot have the peace of God until you first have peace with God. You have to know God is not angry at you. He took out on his wrath. He took out his anger 
upon his son Jesus upon that cross. He took it out on him. He is not angry with you. You are at peace with God as you receive his son Jesus. It's the missing piece. Say, man, but man, this sounds like a perfect life. No, it's really not. We say this around here. We're the perfect church for imperfect people. That's what we are. We're not perfect. We're just following a perfect Savior that gives us peace in the middle of life's trouble, life's storms, life's messes. When we mess up and fail, he, he gives us peace. Hmm? This is the greatest gift that you could give the birthday boy this year. This is the greatest gift. I don't know of a greater thing you could do for Jesus than say, I receive you into my life. It's the missing piece. I've been searching in all these areas. I've been searching. I've been trying to find it in relationship, trying to find it in financial status. I've been trying to find it in a house. I've been trying to find it in a substance. But today, I'm going to grab a hold of the missing piece so this can be complete. I'm ready today to receive him. Would you bow your heads with me? Close your eyes. All over you. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me in Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you to find a good local church. If, if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.